transmission is coming to you. This transmission is coming to you. This transmission is coming to you. Welcome to your deep dive for truth. Everyone out there is searching for the truth, but sometimes the truth hurts. It can have repercussions that are detrimental to the health and safety of you and your family. The first thing all truthers need to know is that the system will always try and discredit the information provider when said provider start informing the general population and get too close to the truth. Therefore, the Deep Dive for Truth team will be wearing their COVID masks to ensure we stay safe and anonymous while providing the opinions or facts that some of you may have never heard before. The desire for truth runs deep in all truthers. If you want to know more, join us on our Deep Dive content and support the Deep Dive for Truth team with your positive responses only. Any negative response is not appreciated. Red pill or blue pill, this choice is for real. Reality is here. Would you like to know more? Welcome to Deep Dive for Truth. Welcome to Deep Dive for Truth. This is your Deep Dive for Truth team, Big T for Truth. And I'm here with special guest. We got uh, DDI. Hello there. DDI is uh, our deep diver, Intel. So just so you know, he's uh, helping me out with the deep dives and the uh, Intel and helping the team find out uh, factual matters. So um, it's good to have him on board. MC on the mic's uh, a little busy today. So deep dive, deep diver, DD, how you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I mean... My first time on here, I yeah, guess. Welcome to the show. The debut. Um, yeah, your debut. So I don't know if you've uh, met George yet, but George Washington over here. Today's a special uh, event for George because we're going to do a deep dive on George. <clears throat> and you're going to find out why he's uh, wearing this shirt. Hmm. So we have a little bit of information to go on there, but that's like a clue. So when he's wearing something, it's kind of a clue. It's a hint into some of the deep dives and things we're going to be doing. Um, <clears throat> so uh, af after uh, the episode two with MC, we uh, were talking about, um, you know, with those deep dives, we ended up uh, coming out with the next step, which is uh, aliens, you know, which that deep dive sent us down this road. Is, it sent us down a couple roads, but this is one of the roads that uh, we want to hammer out. And... Uh, so what we're going to do is discuss um, <laughs> how these underground bases, alien bases, and uh, where they came from and, and who might be involved in them and where it all started. And I mean, it probably started long before this, but this is where it kind of started in the modern world, which was with the President um, Eisenhower. Yeah, Eisenhower. And uh... what year was that? Nineteen fifty four. You're my intel, man. Nineteen fifty four. It looks good. Yeah, right around there anyway. Um so that is kind of an interesting uh situation because uh he President Eisenhower <coughs> ended up going out to Palm Springs on vacation and yep. he disappeared for the afternoon all the way till the next morning and uh, we've had some um, interesting situations that came out of that. So 
Um, right here, just I'm just going to bring up a couple points. It says uh, President Eisenhower was extremely interested in UFOs and ETs. There's evidence that he met with ETs secretly at least three times. So once at Edwards Air Force Base, yeah. California, twice at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. And since the Eisenhower meetings, <clears throat> other instances of UFOs landing at or near Holloman Air Force Base have been reported. So that's a hot spot, folks. Like, <clears throat> we talk about everything. Uh, so when we try to give infiltration and thread needles and all this stuff. But um, before we start, we should probably talk about uh, thanking all the conspiracy people that did a lot of the research, people that had the courage to come out and uh, <clears throat> really help us uh, find the truth So, um, as a species. So some of those people got kicked around. Some of those people got killed or, or died naturally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one of the ways. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, uh, for us to keep bringing you the deep dive intel, uh, which we have deep diver Intel right over here who's got some digging, uh, which is awesome. We um, we want you to know that <clears throat> we do ask for um, people to become patrons on Patreon, uh, to support us on our website, to like us on YouTube, and support us there, spread the word. Um, we're going to keep going and going and going. We're not going to stop. And uh, we're... We're a team that's going to hopefully uh, enlighten you. Again, theories in science are as acceptable. Yeah. Conspiracies or cons people conspiring, that's happened. You know that that's real. Right. But when you mix the two together, conspiracy theories, people think, oh, you're a whack job. You're crazy. You know, you're one of these anarchists or whatever. Um, but all that we're doing is we're going to take, you know, threads of truth that I found over the 34 years uh, of digging and doing deep dives and, and really communicating with people and uh, and looking things up. And we're going to kind of try to thread those needles. There's a lot of people out there right now, DDI, that they are um, they're bringing you the information. And yeah. then they're like, okay, this is what we think. And then they move on to a separate topic, which has nothing to do with anything. But they're like, okay, well, that's what we think about that. And they just move on and they just, there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah, it's like they don't try to, um, how would you say, you don't, they don't try to piece things together or they don't try to like critically analyze like either the footage or the evidence that they have. Right, and correlate the information and, and, and come out with something, right? Right, yeah. They're, they're kind of like just, let's just talk about it, but let's not go anywhere with it because people that have tried to get the truth out, people that have been talking, people that have even just did shows that were pretty popular, they've got shut down, they've gotten uh, they've gotten into trouble. And some people that go too far, get too close to the truth, well, you know, they end up uh, being silent. So just so you know, to us it's like, hey, this all this stuff, we're going to put out there the facts, we're going to put out there the thread. You guys take what you want from it. If you want to... Uh, get something out of this, then you'll learn and you'll follow us on the deep dives and you're going to want to know more. And when the big picture comes together, again, the truth hurts and you might not like it, but you'll know the truth. And that's what's most important. And as a species, how important is it to know? Right. Knowledge is key, right? Yeah. 
as always. Yeah, so uh, you don't want somebody doing something and you know blind, make you blindly do things you don't want to do. So, but hey, fire the emails out to us at uh, deepdivefortruth.com, and um, the website will uh, will definitely try to make sure we can get back to you, respond, and if we get any information from everybody, we'll try to get it on the show, uh, and 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 read out you know, the information that we get from our uh, viewers. Yeah, please, please follow twitch.tv slash for truth. And we're on um, the Patreon again. And just so everybody knows, we're going to, if provided the opportunity, we're going to do short, short ads. So it'll be quick and easy, get it out of the way, but understand that we're, we, uh, we will do some ads we're going to not do the, um, the main big-time bulk support from corporations and all that stuff. That's garbage. But we do need to you know, have our meat and potatoes, especially if we want to go on some <clears throat> deep-dive excursions. So missions. We're going to call them missions. Help us with our missions. You know, Sign up for Patreon. Become a patron. The earlier you do that, the earlier that you'll become a truth ambassador. And the more years that you accumulate you might get to choose which mission we go on. Right. You guys as viewers will be able to, you know, make that uh, choice. You'll be able to vote on it as uh, truth ambassadors. Um, so, and then also like us and follow us on YouTube. Support us there. We're going to be putting some videos on. Um, so we're setting this whole thing up so you can have a little bit of everything. You can always keep in touch with us or uh, one of the team from Deep Dive for Truth. We'll have different times that maybe they'll go live. Um, something short and sweet, but if you guys fire something out there and you catch us on there and uh, you have a question that we can just, you know, hey, this is something we're interested in or whatever, and, we'll, you know, we'll try to respond to that. Trying to keep it safe, trying to keep it on the down low. To me, this is a good, uh, quote, uh, sci-fi fun thing to do. Yeah. You know, info, quote, only. Um, <laughs> so, but again, follow that thread, and here we go. We're deep diving into the treaty between our government and the aliens. 1954, Eisenhower disappears for a treaty. Let's go into it, DDI. All right, so from some of the articles that I have seen, 1954, President Eisenhower started the Griotta Treaty. It was the establishment of, you know, a truce between, you know, the aliens that Eisenhower was meeting and us, the government, well, I guess America's government, and it had certain set of rules. Um, pretty much alien affairs, stay away from us. Our affairs, stay away from them. You know, clean and simple there. It's yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of info in there. And, and uh, so... During this time, President Eisenhower disappeared. The press questioned about it, and they said, oh, he had a dentist appointment, and he ended up uh, missing his, um, uh, what is it? He had some kind of inspection or something that he was going to go watch, and that he had a chipped tooth. Well, on these uh, in deep dive investigations, and when people looked into it, there was um, no medical dental records for that day, uh, no reference of a broken chipped tooth, of the president, anywhere in the records of the president. And you know when the president's the president, they pretty much keep tabs of anything, especially anything medically. Right. Um, so it's kind of funny that that wasn't in there uh, with Palm Springs. Um, 
There were records of people who met at an airplane, people who sent flowers, the minister who gave a sermon at the Sunday service he attended, and others who played minor roles, but there is no proof of a note sent to a dentist. Uh, years later, the dentist widow said she had no recollection of ever being told her husband had done any dental work on a president or any president at all. So, yeah, any notable person, like right? That. Right. So that's kind of we we kind of debunked that. So again, it's it's the old uh, hey, decept here, uh, get the media and everybody believing it's something simple, something easy. It's called the switch move, or uh, you know. Just trying to fool the the, the public, uh, just so you won't look at it, you know. And, and everybody's going, "Oh, well, that makes sense." Oh, you know, the stuff about aliens this is crazy. There's no no reason why he'd be doing that, right? Until you find out, you do a little deep dive, you do a little digging, you find out there was no meat, there's no chip tooth, no dentist thing. So that makes you go, "Okay, maybe it was something else." Well, there's a confirmed by the witness's son. So one of the military guy's son heard the story from his dad, so it was a confirmed witness okay. that Eisenhower met with two Nordic-appearing blue-eyed ETs. Hmm. Okay. The third one stood at the door as a lookout, kind of like a guard, you know, because these right. are probably high-up ETs, I imagine. And so as they were getting together, the first meeting ended up not, they didn't agree on much. They were just kind of probably hashing it out, and they didn't come to any type of uh agreement at the first first uh, meeting so but that was the first of three do you want to know more <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> so uh, there is an upshot that these particular extra uh, terrestrials like uh, most ets apparently wanted peace okay so as you know ddi i don't need to tell you but they don't always tell the truth no i don't think any being can well, always maybe their intent was good at the beginning, but right. they maybe don't care about what their what their specific agenda is. You know, there will always be some type of underlying motive. Yeah, uh, their their agenda like, is what's most important for their species, right? Right. So, whatever. So they so they supposedly here for peace. They they're trying to negotiate some sort of positive settlement uh, for the Earth's problems. They apparently wanted uh, the public to be told about their existence in the beginning. But in the final treaty, they seemingly changed their minds and wanted to remain a secret. Right. Because, and we'll go into this later, uh, what what the treaty entails. You know, um, basically, <clears throat> the terms, the terms of the treaty. So. I guess you call it more, to me, I'd think of it more of as a contract, I feel. It, it, it felt... When I was reading it up, it felt more business-like than it was like... Of course, I feel like all treaties are business-like anyways. Right. But this felt more give and take, so to speak of. And we'll go into that in a yeah. bit. So um, it, it is interesting. I, I have uh, the actual treaty list here. Did you read that by chance, DDI? Um, I only saw like... The major ones. Where really. they wanted to carry separate, try to keep it separate best you can, you know, the two species. Right. Yeah, so. Well, not just that, but like um, some of the give and take was, you know, the aliens would give us some newer or more advanced technology yep. in exchange. That's on, that's on this actual treaty list, yep. yeah. In exchange for 
experimentation and examination of livestock. And that could mean our animals. It could also mean us as well. Right. So going down this list, one, we would not be involved in their affair, affairs and they would not become involved in ours. In other words, like if two countries are going to war, they won't stop, like join a side. So, right. Don't and that we it. won't get involved with their affairs. So that's pretty good, you know, that, that because they could join a country and just probably wipe them, everybody out. Right. So, but they would help us with developing our technology in exchange. Um, they would not make a treaty with any other nation on earth. So this treaty that they came to an agreement with Eisenhower was with the alien greys. So this wasn't with, even with the Nordic people. No. They ended up settling out this agreement with the alien greys. So the greys promised they wouldn't make treaties with anybody else on earth. Right. And they, but they could abduct humans for various experiments and, and livestock but had to provide names of all those they abducted on Earth to the Majestic 12 Committee, which we're going to get into the deep dives on Majestic 12 later um, and documentation there. So it's definitely uh, something that you guys all need to know. Um, again, your decision to decide if it's real or not. Right. Uh, there was a deal to allow us to be experimented on, just like DDI said. Um but the and that the public would not be informed of about the existences because the Greys didn't want to be known because they had well, their they had their agenda right so and um, we'd probably and that's why, rise up against them. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's why they always wipe the memory clean of whoever they do abduct. Yeah, memory clean, and then they also mind control and all this other stuff. Which it's funny how some of the conspiracy theories, you know, again, let's just call them theories because conspiracy. You know, a theory is a theory till it comes true. Conspiracy, we don't know until people, if people are just saying crap to get you off the clue of whatever, then that's a conspiracy to get you to do something. But so these theories, these alien uh, greys, uh, it's funny how they, you know, they use mind control, whatever, but then uh, one of the theories that was coming out of uh, the truthers that are were talking about MK12, uh, MK Ultra, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and which is mind control, so... Um, so that, that, let's get into the old, uh, discussion about some of the dealings that we made there, uh, DDI, uh, abductions, mutilations, and experiments. Can you explain some of that? What, what was it coming from, uh, breeding purposes, DNA, cross DNA, or, or uh, why, why they were experimenting? Yeah. Clone manipulations. There's a lot um, of th topics out there for that. Yeah. There was a lot of topics. Um, it was, they, there wasn't really a lot of why, really. They all they know is what, like what had happened. Right. Like it was. I don't. I don't even know if Eisen, like even Eisenhower, even knew why. Was there? Well. Pl do you think their planet was in trouble, or or wherever they're from? It could be another dimension, for all we know. I. Or well, the, or the uh, Hollow Earth deal. So. Right. I mean, for all, yeah, for all we know, maybe it was like a medical thing, like. Their species was going out, and they needed to find a way to continue their species. Right. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty interesting. But yeah, clone manipulation was one of them. Breeding, uh, basically to rebreed a uh, hybrid. Um, yeah. And cross DNA genetics. So basically, some people are saying we're here because of an alien race that, you know, genetically changed us from whatever we were. But again, 
Close Encounters of the First, Second, Third, Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, and Seventh Kind. Uh, Close Encounter of the First Kind. Visual Sighting, an unidentified flying object of some sort. Uh, seemingly less than 500 feet away. It's basically, hey, we saw something and it's pretty real and it's either confirmed video or confirmed by another person, but that's that's the first right. kind. Basic. Mm-hmm. Close encounter of the second kind, uh, a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. This can be interference with functioning of a vehicle, electronic device, animals reacting, physiological effect such as paralysis or heat and discomfort in the witness or some physical trace like impressions in the ground, Hmm. which, you know, these UFOs will leave sometimes, Uh, scorched or otherwise affected vegetation or chemical trace. So that's in close encounter of the second kind. So close encounter of the third kind we know is, we saw a movie on that, right? Third kind? Close Encounter of the Third Kind. Yeah, the big movie that came out a long time ago back when you were a kid, uh, probably before you were a kid. <laughs> I probably wasn't born. Yeah, I probably wasn't even born. But UFO encounters in which an animated entity is present. These include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of UFOs. So that's the third kind. Close Encounter of the Third Kind. Uh, close Encounter of the Fourth Kind is a UFO in which a human is abducted by a UFO or its occupants. This type was not included in Hynek's original Close Encounters scale, which was the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They didn't go that one step further because they were keeping it kind of kid-friendly and nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is where uh, witnesses experience transformation of their sense of reality so as to also include uh, uh, non-abduction cases uh, where they do uh, hallucinatory, dream-like events associated with UFO encounters. Again, you said it, wiping their memory, and all of a sudden they start dreaming about stuff like that. But but that's because they had a fourth kind of uh, encounter. Right. And then there's close encounters of the fifth kind, and we know that the encounter of the fifth kind is a UFO event that involves direct communication between aliens and humans. This, oh, yeah, this, that's what happened with Eisenhower, right? This, yes, this type of close encounter was named by ufologist Stephen M. Greers of SETI group and is described as bilateral contact experiences through consciousness. Hmm. Voluntary and proactive human-initiated cooperative communication with extraterrestrial intelligence. So yeah, DDI, that's exactly... Our government was dealing with aliens. Yeah. Close encounter of the fifth kind, they're involved. Something's going on. Now, why would this guy, a UFOologist uh, from the SETI group, why would he um, you know, define this as that except for the fact that it's happening? It's happened in the past. It's happening. People that know what's going on, and I know there's truthers out there that know this stuff's real, send us an email. Send us your events. Send us things. We'll we'll come through it. We'll get get to the bottom of it. We want to know, uh, and we'll put it out there. Um, and if you have any proof, pictures, uh, video, um, or even uh, audio, uh, keep it clean, folks. But yeah, <laughs> definitely um, yeah. get it to us. Uh, then we got close encounter of the sixth kind. A lot of people don't know about sixth and seventh, but you need to know. And when you dig up the truth and when you find the truth and you hear the truth, a lot of people are going to say, hey, yeah. 
This is garbage. This is all a bunch of crap. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I'll be honest. Too many people are going through these things. Too many people have had foreign objects into their you know bodies. Um, too much evidence. Too much overwhelming evidence. And now, of course, we've got people doing fake videos and stuff. If you got fake videos and all that stuff, we're going to figure it out. Don't send the fake videos. Um, yeah, so we're going to put everything to the test. So uh, DDI, the sixth kind, death of a human or animal associated with a UFO sighting. Though this could be considered a more severe example of the second kind encounter, intrusion and parasitic attachment by extraterrestrial consciousness. So we've probably all seen a couple of those alien movies, <laughs> you know. Oh, which ones? Well, yeah, they, they, they attach themselves to you and turn you into something or they embed something into you and you kick out an alien, I mean, you know. Yeah, you ever heard of XCOM? Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Um, XCOM is a pretty fun uh, game. You know, so going into that type of stuff, you guys got to remember something. They don't put this stuff out there because it's just fun and they just think of it blindly. Somebody knows the truth. Somebody has a thread and they come up with an idea and they said, hey, man, this would make a great game or this would be this or this would be this. Let's do that. But they get the ideas from somewhere. And those threads that you pull are the truths. And when you put them all together, you put together that picture and you find out the whole truth. And that's what we're doing here. We're going to keep building on the truth until the very end. And I just wanted to, I didn't say this on the other episodes, but I wanted to say it right here. As a human race, if we stick together and find the truth and work this out, we have hope and we have an ability to change from going down a certain future with uh, potential serious uh, detrimental situations to a hope and a future of us as a species coming together and our souls uniting and, uh, you know, loving one another and being kind to one another and making wars go away, making hunger go away, making differences go away. Yeah. There's always a quote that I always remember from the show. Um, He says, in order to change the future, we have to change ourselves. Yeah. There'd be no war. Right. There'd be no violence. There'd be no, it would be just, it would be awesome. And we could strive as a species to get better and do things. But you know what quote I like from one of the science fiction movies? Right. Maybe I've been keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked, pal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know where that was from. <laughs> yeah. So... That's what we don't want to have happen. We don't want to be in that situation where, you know, like we're, you know, the world, the human species going, we just got our asses kicked. Yeah, that'd be bad. We're going to have some fun out here. It's a lot of stuff. You guys take it in, but if you follow those threads, you'll get what we're talking about. You'll find the truth. We want you to know that we're trying to keep the heat off us at the same time, give you some truth, at the same time, give you some entertainment and uh, keep us going so we can keep pulling those strings for you and uh, let you know. And then, of course, there's the close encounter of the seventh kind. And I know all our, our viewers are out there going, oh, there's, there's a few of them out there that probably go, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. But uh, as you get up to the seventh kind, it's like, mm, what is it? It's very interesting. And that is the creation of a human al- and alien hybrid, hmm. either by sexual reproduction or artificial scientific methods, artificial insemination, whatever. Whatever they're doing in their ships or whatever, when they take you up there, the women and the men taking out the sperm, taking out the eggs, doing whatever they got to do or implants or whatever, 
So that's the seventh kind. It's usually pretty uh, horrific. Uh, a lot of people that you do your deep dives on and, and dig as truthers, especially ambassadors of truth, keep digging. I mean, you know, look this stuff up. We're going to be posting links to the good stuff. Um, but when you guys keep digging, you're going to find these things out and you're going to find out that, um, you know, it's not, it's not fun for these people. It's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know what? There's been a lot of sci-fis, a lot of things out there, movies. I'll tell you what. If 20 or 30% of them out of the 100% is real, that's too many. I mean, 70% are just like people that are kind of like a little off or, or having troubles mentally or whatever. Right. But even 20 or 30% of all the abductions, all the missing people, of all the whatever. It's still a lot. That's too many. W one is too many in my you know, we lose one of our species. That could be the person that saves the world from cancer. I mean, right. you know, uh, when they starve out a certain area of the world or they, you know, abduct that certain one person, that, that could have been, the you know, the chance that mankind could have survived. So, um, again, we're doing this for, uh, you know, our species. We're just going to quickly kind of go over this because this is where we're going to go into our deep dive. Okay. Um, and that, again, goes to talk about the hint the hint. I know all you guys mm. are Marvel fans, but no, it's not Marvel. But uh, some of you truthers will know. Some of you ambassadors of truth will know what this means with George. Okay, George is an alias. George was not an alien, as we're going to discuss. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, there's there's something behind it. Very few people know what that shirt references to. But or anyways, let's talk about alien species. Who, what, where, why, and how many? All right. So here's a video that. Um, explains uh that uh an army guy that put out the information about 57 alien species so along 57 different species uh you have individuals that look very much like you and myself that could walk among among us and you wouldn't even notice the difference except for some of the things that uh they might be able to go ahead even in a dark room and touch an object and go uh, go ahead and identify what color that object might be they would have a heightened sense of smell, sight, uh, hearing. Uh, the uh, situation is that you have various types of what we normally call grays. We didn't call them grays in the military, but you had at least three types of the grays. You had some that were much taller than we were. Uh, the unique thing that, th that I'd like to point out for the most part is that the entities that we did catalog, were in fact humanoid. Now this created a situation where the scientific community was trying to figure out why that would be the case. Because you would expect that if life evolved on other planets, that they would take on some type of other uh, being, so to speak. Not necessarily look humanoid or be bipedal such as we are. But apparently, we got quite a few of the species out there that are humanoid in appearance. And that creates a question that yet has to be answered by science. Okay, so he's saying there's 57 species. He's going to go on and talk about a little bit more stuff about the who they are and what they are and whatnot. <clears throat> so we're going to put that link, right, embed this into our website so you guys can see the 57 alien species. But um, <clears throat> so that's what they figured out so far. I've heard as much as 100 and plus 130. And it kind of makes sense. You can't think that. I mean, I feel like. Like, do you have to put a number on? Because, like, 
No. The universe is vast. You right, know? right, exactly. And there could be more down the road. But the other thing is, is um, maybe there's variations of the same species because we just haven't learned yet, you know. No, it could be true. like, he said there's three types of greys. You know, large ones, tall ones, mediums, and then smalls. So, um, and they might be all related or they might not. We don't know. I mean, they could be three separate, totally different types of species. Right. But anyways, we're going to put that link on there. So just so you all know that there's 57 plus uh, species according to this retired military person. And uh, I do find that a lot of these retired military, retired FBI, retired CIA, retired um, uh, any type of uh, government officials, they they finally come towards they get older and they're like you know what yeah I was sworn to secrecy, but um, we're in a fight for our species and I got to get the truth out there. Their conscience gets to them, and they start to talk, and they start to give out information. And the ones that really promote it or push it hard and go to speaking events end up either in trouble or something you know naturally occurring events. Yeah. So, wink, wink. But, you know, um, so uh, real quick here, uh, there's 10 alien races that are in contact communicating with uh, the human species on this uh, planet right now. And um, we can go into those later. But uh, we got to talk about our deep dive. Yeah. Our deep dives, it's going to be taking into effect that this is going to send us to our next episode. Um, and it has a lot to do with George. So It does. Yeah. So tell us about George Washington. Why? Why I made that joke, but did is George, was George Washington an alien or did he come in contact? So when I found out, no, he was not an alien. But... He actually did encounter aliens during his time. I think it was 1770. George Washington and his men were out in the woods right now. They were leaving a blood trail because I think they lost from a battle. What happened is that he he went on his, his knees and to pray. And what happened was that another being came down to him and talked to him. And these were with the other men that were also there with him as well. They saw this happening. The being was actually like full green, like green skin. Um, Non-human? Yeah. And what happened was that George Washington uh, was, I guess, kind of speaking, but I don't know if they were actually communicating. He was probably praying originally, and then the being was there. and Right. And then he could communicate, whether it be mentally or actually physically. We don't know. Right the greens um he brought out it looked it looked as he said it looked more kind of like a piece of paper but what happened was that they put droplets of water on that paper and it showed a map and it was the map of the united states the current united states showed the different border lines the different important uh cities and towns that were needed in the u.s showed him the future the future of what the United States would look like. A lot of the articles were saying that that, that was considered as George Washington's uh, vision. It confirmed to him that he, they were going to win the 
the war. Pretty much. And that America was going to go on. And, you know, so it was kind of like, you know, some people say an angel. Some yeah. people say an alien. Right. And again, depending on what you believe, uh, the the big man, the big guy, he works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Who's to say that uh, he didn't make aliens? We don't know. Right. Um, but uh, we always give the uh, the kudos to the big man. All right. So going into this deep dive, great. George Washington was not an alien. That was just hooking y'all. So you can <laughs> kind of get in on this. So he's wearing a Thor shirt. So some of you guys know about Valiant Thor. So Valiant Thor was or is an immortal who resides inside the planet Venus. He is the commander of Victor One, a spaceship that was presently stationed on the ground near Lake Mead, Nevada, and he heads the Council of Twelve in Venus. On March of 1957, Valiant Thor landed a small craft in Alexandria, Virginia, and subsequently met with President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Vice President Richard Nixon and the Chiefs of Staff. The commander was offered a three-year furnished apartment at the Pentagon, so they kept him under Pentagon. The purpose of Valiant Thor's visit was to help the Earth's family to lead lives based on spiritual principles which ensure wholesome progress in the fields of endeavor, including health, economics, scientific and technological advancements, justice, education, and governance. All good things. And that he was worried about our species because we were Cold War. We were going to blow ourselves up. Right. Although his aid was refused by the American government to this day, Valiant Thor and his complement continued to give assistance to the people of Earth. In December 1959, Dr. Stranges met Commander Valiant Thor and enjoyed a fine friendship until Dr. Strange's passing in November 2008. Hmm. So that's just, you know, one of the topics or, or whatnot. Now, you you do this deep dive on this, and you go, yeah, this guy Valiant Thor, man, he's pretty interesting. Uh, the benevolent alien, they called him, and hmm. he supposedly had an IQ. They're estimating about 1,200. Now, I don't know what the top IQ is. I think it's like 230. 1,200, is that way crazy smart? That is above human. Yeah. That is above human. I think the highest that I think... I've read about was close to only around 300. Right. And, and I know, and I know, you know, that there's people out there that have done deep dives, that have done information and some digging on Valiant Thor, right. and that do know the information mm. about all the pertinence. Now, again, this is kind of like just us scratching the surface of everybody else or anybody else has the actual specifics. But on this special deep dive, <laughs> I found a hint. Now, back in the 50s, they were trying to make a movie about this guy because he was so intriguing. Well, Phil Schneider's father was one of the military people working with Valiant Thor. So, And he talks about it in his briefings, conventions, and where he talks. If you go to the images of Valiant Thor, they've got the people that were in the movies. You can see them. You see their hands. They've got five fingers. Yeah. But there's one image of what the true Valiant Thor supposedly was supposed to be. Now, Valiant Thor had six fingers. These people from Venus had six fingers. But you can't see his hand to see how many fingers. It's sideways. But on this image, this is Phil Snyder's father. 
And this is Valiant Thor. If you look at his head, how long his jaw is out from the back of his head. And then you look at his fingers. Look at his knuckle from here to here. And then from his main knuckle all the way down to his pinky. If you look at anatomically correct people, this is the only true picture of Valiant Thor. And this is Phil Snyder's father. And Phil Snyder said he actually met Valiant Thor and he was very kind and nice. But we'll go into that with Phil Snyder when we do the Phil Snyder deep dive. The one picture with Phil Snyder's father uh, with the military, Valiant Thor looks human. He looks like one of the Nordics uh, looking people from Venus. But his his, um, uh, measurements, his, his sizes of his hands and his head, you know, we need to somehow figure out how off that is. And and you can't see that he had six fingers. Right. So um, we definitely need to, you know, go there and see. Because Valiant Thor with a 1,200 IQ and helping us out and trying to do what's right and, and whatnot, um, it, just makes you, it just makes you wonder. It makes you think. Uh, but that was the only picture I could find of Valiant Thor. But Phil, uh, Phil Schneider's uh, one tour that he did, where he went around to convention centers and spoke, Yeah, um, he actually held up a picture of Valiant Thor on a work site. Oh. But you can't see it in the videos that he has because it's old film. Uh so if anybody has a picture of that picture and we can confirm that it's the guy with the elongated hands and elongated chin and head. Right. Yeah, so Valiant, Valiant Thor uh, from Venus, you know, here we're pulling on that thread and, you know, is he is he helping us and uh, is he still helping us or is somebody in control of him or did he get out of here? Um, because it seems like all of a sudden things are getting worse. But we'll take all the help we can get as a species. But if somebody's utilizing this technology to be detrimental to us, then, you know, we need to know. Um, but, hey, anybody out there, you guys got some scratch? You got some big good stuff that we can, you know, hear? Hey, also, listen, all you people in the government, all you people that know, people that have seen, you know, let your conscience be your guide. Be helpful to your species. Try to help us, send it to us. At least let us get the truth out there and let the people know and we'll decide, you know, if we just want to stay the way it is or if we want to do something about it. But um, as a collective, as a whole, we can do stuff uh, individually. We don't have a very good shot. We can just try to do, you know, inform people best we can. Um, Again, this is all up to you, whether you believe it or not, but uh, this is, you know, this is why we're doing the deep dive for truth. Right. Uh, so that was it, Valiant Thor. Now everybody knows that who followed the deep dive. Um, they're gonna know about this. So yeah. coming, coming out of coming out of the deep dive, now you know about this shirt, and right. uh, and uh, George Washington. So um, that going forward, we got ten alien races that are in contact with Earth that we need to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we do need to be well informed about that. I just gotta go back one more. Right now, then. Uh, uh, Number 10 is the grays. Yeah, the simple ones. Yeah, all right. First of all, let's go over the grays a little bit. 
They come from the star system known as Zeti Reticuli, which is a star system located somewhere in the southern celestial hemisphere, and it is thought to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth. At a little over 40 light years away, they're practically our closest neighbors. Uh, If we had to pick out one particular race in the cosmos uh, and call them the bad guys, it would definitely be these guys, tall and humanoid with long heads, tall, medium, and short now according to the fit guy, the army guy. There will always be varying sizes. Right. No matter what. And they'll have distinctive gray features. Uh, they are most commonly depicted on the movies. You guys probably all seen them. <clears throat> but they also do the abdu- abductees and... Movies, um, video yeah. games, all them. But they're doing the abductions and, and doing all the experiments. And um, they're probably like the science team. They're stockpiling humans. Uh, some of those uh, deep dive... Uh, bases that we dug into the um, underground bases and aliens and humans so the aliens are doing it and trust me if we have alien technology and we're doing whatever our species people in charge people that are evil they're doing stuff too whether it's to the aliens whether it's to our people i don't know but our scientists have messed with some of the worst diseases in the world and they just, because they got to do it, you know, they yeah. got to know. So I'm not saying they do, I'm not saying they don't, but you know, you got to do your own investigation too, deep dive and do your own, make your own decision. Cause guess what? Uh, I can't say, I just do know that, you know, if that is the thread that we're following and, uh, we're only speaking out to what we find, you know, publicly. That's all. Yeah. We, it's all everything's we, out there. This isn't a super secret thing. No, it's it's out there. It's online. It's just people just don't know. We'd like you to know. People don't look it up enough. Right. Well, or they just don't know how to follow the thread. See, yeah, it's cool to hear hear about UFOs and one. Oh, UFOs, look at this. Right. And it's oh, it's cool to hear about you know, Area Fifty One. Oh, cool, look at this. It's cool to hear about this over here. But not anybody out there is pulling these threads together as how they're all related because, uh, right now we're on aliens and. We're going to, on episode, the next episode, episode four, we're going to get deep down and dirty with the aliens. We're going to tell you, you know, the specifics, the top 10 and uh, kind of who they are and what they do. DDI, man, um, I, did, I didn't know a lot of this stuff, uh, depending. Yeah. I know about the greys. I mean, it, it's too bad that the mo- one of our hostiles is the closest one. <laughs> well, that makes sense that they could reach us, you know, right. in a way. So, um, and then they, then, uh, we got the Sasani, which is Sasani is the hybrids particularly common across the cosmos and are believed to be the alien races in contact with earth. Some have even believed that we humans are genetic hybrids ourselves, but that's the discussion for another forum. That's another type. Yeah. Sasani is a hybrid that was developed from reptilians and grays, gray humans. Their development was found to be necessary after the greys mutated themselves through genetic experimentation to a point where they could no longer reproduce using conventional means, i.e. alien sex, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, unable, only able to spawn new generations by cloning themselves. Cloning is well and good if you want to create new beings. However, it gives no genetic variation over successive generations, which leads to problems. So they came to Earth convinced... Uh, a few people to share genetic information with them uh, from the genetic crossover in the universe was blessed with the entirety of a new being type, the Sasani, who, in a way, are like our interstellar cousins, the Greys. 
They were uh, then given their own planet and allowed to roam free and evolve into the best beings that they can be for now. The Sasani have a stronger connection with the higher selves and are believed to be where humans will one day be. So they're, they're like in between us and the greys. Um, but they're, they're, they're a millennia ahead of us, a thousand years anyways. But they're partially reptilian as well, though. Yeah. That's a... That's yeah, and are there what up to the 15 alien races that are actively engaged in humanity's consciousness awakening. So they're trying to they're trying to wake us up to this and that's why our government's going to um probably do this. Uh let it out that you know we are in communications. So our uh, and it's good to know up front so you're not shocked and you know you have a little background information and uh if you're having any problems with abductions if people are having problems with abductions, you need to contact, like, MUFON. Get some investigators yeah, yeah, out there. Yeah, get some guys out there to help investigate it, bring it to light, because if these aliens are trying to stay in the dark and they don't want to be known or seen or whatever they're doing, the more you can investigate, the more you can put them, you know, in a situation where they might be uh, compromised, that will get them to back off or may get them to back off again. If all this stuff's real, we're just letting you know uh, some strings. But you guys have to make your own decision. Again, it's just wink, wink. Uh, we're just kind of having some fun here. But uh, <laughs> it's yeah. only an inkling. That's all. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it's the rest is up to you if you want to write out the rest of the page. So the Arcturians, they're the species uh, habit um, believed to inhabit the Milky Way. So these guys are from quite a ways away. Arcturians. Arcturians. Yep. They're the most ancient and wisest. They're said to be one of the alien races uh, in contact with Earth. If there was a Yoda, one of these guys would be <laughs> from there. We'd be like, he'd be, he'd be from there, hmm. you know, uh, if you wanted to try to relate it to somebody with old and wise. Um, they're one of the first systems, the gift of life in our galaxy. So these guys have been around and they've probably uh, mutated. They've probably transferred from planet to planet. Um, they stand about five feet tall with green skin and large eyes and can see right through you because they can see through atoms that are so advanced. But again, green skin, George Washington's story. They're the wisest. It was written down and they're wisest and giving us information. So, hey, man, again, there's a string that, you know, you once you pull that thread, you go, hey, wait a second. That kind of maybe, maybe because it's all for fun here, you know, come on, wake, yeah. wake. Uh, but you pull that thread and you go, wait, there's a green guy that cares about us and is willing to help us and be wise and whatever. And okay, boom, boom, boom. Next, you know, there's there's another domino down. There's another domino down and or a string pull or you thread the needle and, you're, and by the time you're done, you come up with this picture of what's really happening. So they'd rather develop their minds and their bodies. Uh, they're made small in nature. You could probably take one of them a fist fight, but they could probably use the force against you just like Yoda. <laughs> I mean, you know. Probably. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if they know how to fully access their brains. Going from this, it says they have a reputation of being the most slash loving slash kind beings in the galaxy. So that's probably why they helped George Washington. But uh, again, I keep saying about our species, love one another, be kind to one another. It's the wisest, kindest, best thing to do. But anyways, uh, so if you manage to piss one of them off, you must be a jerk, a galactic douchebag. <laughs> or they just they just yeah. know. 
news. Yeah, they probably don't even care. They probably just like whatever. You're just a you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, then you have the Nordics. The Nordics are actually the, one of the most human ones. Um, they look like Norse gods, blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, the bodies are around six foot tall, finely toned athletes. Uh, they look like Scandinavian inspired people. You know, I see the movie Thor. Um, the Greys got a lot of attention when it came to alien sightings, but the Nordics are a species that come into contact with humans almost as much as they do. However, they are more interested in the well-being of the human race than the Greys are. Even though some eyewitnesses' reports claim to have seen Nordics in the same alien craft as Greys, a possible explanation for this is that those Greys were slaves or servants to the Nordics as the Greys' lack of empathy make it an ideal butler. So the Greys are the Nordics butlers. Pleiadians, uh, they come from a bright star cluster known as the Pleiades. And uh, they are one of the beings from the Milky, uh, in the Milky Way that closely re- resemble human beings. They are thought to be one of the alien races that uh, are in contact with Earth. Therefore, you could be sitting in a room with one right now and not even know it. Wait, DDI, are you a Pleiadian? Uh, Why do you got to think about it? Uh Uh-oh. I don't remember. I just called a Pleiadian. (laughs) No, DDI is human, um, I hope. But uh, at least you're not one of those those (laughs) aliens from the movie Aliens. (laughs) because. A major difference between us and them is that they are particularly sensitive to the physical energies that are constantly streaming across the universe. This means that the best way of reaching out to one of them would be to concentrating on sending him psychic messages. That's cool because mind power, right? Yeah. Uh, again, MK Ultra, mind control, whatever. But put simply, if you really want to meet up with a pleadium for a cup of tea or a few brews, just sit down and meditate on it. Uh, whether they choose to show up or not it depends on whatever. But, uh, you know, that brings up a point. There was a guy, he, he could have... He filmed the UFOs come when he thought about them, and when he said he would concentrate and try to communicate with them, and they, the UFOs would show up and he'd get them on video and all this stuff. And you know, we don't know if he was being like abducted at night or whatever, but right, but he had a, but he had a connection. So, number five is Yael. There's been a lot of talk about uh, which race will be the first officially to disclose their presence to Earthlings. The one that alien experts, assuming that you can all call them that, all seem to agree on is the Yal-Yal. This is one of the alien races in contact with Earth and is known to be kind and loving. Also, they have been touted as the best beings to make first contact with us due to their advanced harmonious relationships with technology. Something that we here on Earth are having a little trouble balancing out. Hmm. Whenever a new invention comes out, we weaponize it first, feed the hungry second, uh, house the people and get the health last. So, yeah. Um, the Ayel uh, know that we're not the friendliest beings out there, so they're taking their time and making themselves known by easing their way into our uh, psyches with friendly UFO sightings. Sounds like we got a couple good guys out there trying to help us. That's a good thing, you know. Um, basically, those guys were the guys at the Phoenix Lights. I think everybody's seen the Phoenix Lights yeah. video. Yeah. So, it was those guys during the event. They gave thousands of people that big light show. And then number four, the Anunnaki. Uh, the Anunnaki, they were here a while ago. So the, they were able to successfully colonize other planets. Um, that would be that would be the first thing we'd do. Like if there was a planet that was close enough and it was friendly enough, like like an Earth, right? 
we'd probably colonize it. So they're, you know, they're a lot like our humans. Um, they came from planet X, also known as Nibiru. Yeah, an almost mythical planet that some scientists believe rotates around our sun on a very wide elliptical orbit that takes it far out into the expanses of space before coming back in for a close shave with our sun. This crazy elliptical orbit is what makes its presence so hard to prove. The presence of the Anunnaki has been noted down in text date back to the Mesopotamian cultures. They are believed to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth. Uh, Nibiru's last brush with the planets in the inner solar system, it crashed into another rock and resulted in the collision creating the planet that we now call Earth. While their planet was here, a few of the Anunnaki hopped off their old world onto ours in search of yellow element, and they, they really love and want, it's called gold, which makes you wonder why our governments want gold. Hey, that's another deep dive. There's a yeah, whole gold. thing about yeah we're oh, we're in a treaty waters. we're in a treaty with aliens and they want gold so what's our government do Fort Knox full of gold well mm-hmm. maybe not that's another deep dive oh. <laughs> could be empty yeah could be empty um, but it's funny how Russia China they're all buying up gold and these governments using gold what are they using gold for hmm. I wonder if it's to keep the aliens from you know destroying us hey we'll give you gold we'll you know we'll we'll be your Miners and slaves for gold and blah, blah, blah. Then we got the Alpha Draconians. The Anunnaki was one of the alien races in contact with Earth. They were not the first race involved in the racket of mining minerals. Before them, they came the Alpha Draconians. So these guys became came here before the Anunnaki. Hmm. Standing up to 22 feet tall, these badass beings are made up of pure muscle, and they resemble dinosaurs or dragons. As you can imagine, they were very uh, unhappy when the Anunnaki showed up and took over. However, uh, they're still active on our planet with puppets placed in the high echelons of our government as they bide their time in an attempt to take over once again. So they're they're hiding somewhere. It sounds like the uh, meteor that hit Earth during the dinosaur ages. Think of it, the dinosaurs... Reptilian in nature, they could have just been the Alpha Draconians in the before times. And then the Anunnaki. Then the Anunnaki, when their planet hit Earth, right? Yeah, destroyed them. Boom. And sent them back. And the Anunnaki was here. I mean, I bet some of the Alpha Draconians knew when to, you know, they probably burrowed underground or the Hollow Earth theory. Yeah, yeah, that could be them but because we don't see them. Uh, but again, again, on that one episode with the the uh, Colorado uh, airport with the underground base and the guy finding the urinal, right? You know, in the bathroom, it was five six feet tall. Right. This is just ten. I'm down to number two. There's yeah, there's, there's supposedly there's, a lot. <laughs> there's probably a hundred. So, um, so before the Anunnaki stopped by genetically engineered and bipedal workforce to dig up dirt for them, there was a race of intelligent beings who lived here. And it's thought to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth. We know them as the reptilians. Scaly and standing out to about the size of human beings, they were driven underground by the Anunnaki, where they are said to still reside today in a network of complex underground tunnels. Again, under hollow Earth. Yeah. Uh, those that are open-minded and curious may be able to find these tunnels and pop in for a visit. However, considering that we're the reason they can't come up for a breath of fresh air, it's likely that They'll skin you alive and leave your skeletons on a stick hanging outside the entrance and warning any other people to don't come in here. Yeah. Um, no, but if you think about it, the reptilians, if they were here before us or they were reptiles that became 
that uh, evolved right. like we did. We were killing uh, some of the animals back in the day. I mean, that's our nature for one, food, but two, survival. Right. And so these guys may have been driven underground because maybe that's what they can do is they can dig and burrow. So, uh, And then number one is Namos. Uh, some alien species chose to interact with certain tribes on Earth that they just happened to get along with better. The Scandinavians had the Nordics and the Dagons. The tribe indigenous to Mali in northern Africa had the Namos, who hailed from the brightest star in our night sky, which is Sirius. Anyways, the Dagons knew centuries before modern science caught up with, this, with that Sirius is actually made up of three stars, and they even knew how long it took for Sirius B to go around Sirius A. Considering that they were millennial away from inventing devices powerful enough to see Sirius close up, it makes sense that they had visitors from that section of the galaxy who told them about it. So back in the day. So anyways, there's their top ten aliens. You know, again, that's somebody's perception. Right. Um, you know, we're, di- we're digging stuff up there. It's just knowledge base. Guys, believe what you want. Um, there's there's 130 or 150, so if we missed your favorite alien, don't hold it on us. We're going to be talking about more aliens on episode four, and we'll yep. be doing the deep dives, and we got your good guys, and you got your bad guys. So. There always will be. Yeah, so the truth uh, sometimes hurts. So let's talk uh, DDI. If people want to watch us, uh, if you want to support us, um, I'm going to probably do an ad or two, but they're going to be short. Beginning, middle, but just bear with us. It's going to be a couple seconds, but um, we got to get some support here. Also, uh, if you guys can support us on, listen to us on Apple Podcast, Patreon, subscribe Patreon. You get the you get all these deep dives. Um, everybody else doesn't. So you, you listen to this and you're like, hey man, I really want to know what they had to say, um, or the YouTube videos. So now here's the deal. The YouTube videos won't have the deep dives. So if you want the deep dive and the deep dive video, you got to become a patron. A patron and pay on Patreon, right? Help us support us on Twitch because we're going to be firing little things out there. You want to get a quick hello to us? That'd be great. Um, and then same with our website. Go to our website. If you sign up for Patreon, you become first level ambassador of truth. You're already in. So that means you get start moving up. At level four, you get to vote on missions. Once you get to the mission level, and you're voting on it, that's great. Once you get to the highest level, you communicate with us directly. And uh, down the road, we might have you uh, be on the show or be in the missions. We'll do some kind of drawings or whatever. Um, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have missions around the website that you can uh, vote on. So once you get to level four, you can vote on those missions, where to send us, what to do, and and how bad you want us to do the digging and the deep diving. So and we'll we'll get the team up together, and uh, as long as we get enough support, uh, we'll make those missions happen. Um, so we'll have donations, we'll have merch. Definitely support us on our merch; it's cool stuff. George Washington here is really you know who. Uh, we yeah. talked about it in the deep dive. So uh, again, get the deep dives. Yeah, thank you so much for watching. Uh, you know, big man. Bless you all. Love one another. Be kind to one another. DDI, thanks for the support. This is your Deep Dive for Truth team. This is Big T for Truth. And this is DDI for Deep Dive Intel.